Well, welcome to the Well Church Daily. My name is Stephen Myers, one of the pastors of the Well Church here in Mustang. If you've joined us before, you know that this is a podcast in which we take a psalm each day, and we break it down, we look at its application, and we pray over it. We're going to change that up this week. This last Sunday was Palm Sunday, which was the start of Holy Week, and that's the week leading up to the crucifixion, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And so, this week, we're going to look at the events of Holy Week as a way to prepare prepare us for Good Friday, which is the day we observe, remember, and reflect on the sacrificial death of Jesus, and as a way to prepare to celebrate Easter, the day that we proclaim that Jesus didn't stay dead. So, today is Tuesday, and if you were to go back close to 2,000 years, and if you were to follow Jesus around, on Sunday, you would have heard the crowd shouting, Hosanna, as Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. On Monday, you would have seen Jesus cleanse out the temple because they had made it a den of robbers, even though it was meant to be a house of prayer. Well, now it's Tuesday. And here's what John's gospel tells us about what happened. In John chapter 12, verses 37 through 50, we read this. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he has what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe. For again Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart in turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even of the nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him but for fear of the Pharisees did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me as himself given me a commandment, has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Because of the events that transpired on Sunday and Monday, the chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to kill Jesus. They hated him. They viewed him as a blasphemer. Their suspicions that Jesus was claiming divine authority were no longer suspicions. Jesus himself was claiming the authority to save and to heal. He, he was saying that he was the promised king. That was what the triumphal entry was all about. Jesus was disrupting the religious system that worked so well for them, but actually wounded those that Jesus loves. But what gets highlighted on Tuesday is the continued unbelief of the people. Now, Tuesday afternoon is the last time Jesus publicly teaches in the temple. Soon he will be arrested, tried, and sentenced to death. So his words on Tuesday, to use the language of a pastor named Russ Ramsey, are his closing argument. They're his manifesto. And what we see in John's gospel, which by the way, I picked John's gospel because it was a shorter passage, a shorter amount of scripture to read. Uh, Instead of reading several chapters, 
I thought just reading those verses would, would be helpful. But what we see in John's gospel is he juxtaposes the heart of the people with the heart of Christ. In verse 37, we read that Jesus had done many signs before them, but they still didn't believe in him. And this is a fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah. The people of Israel had blinded eyes and hardened hearts. They actually, the prophet Isaiah is saying that God is giving them what they want. They've refused to believe. And so their heart, their hearts have been hardened and their eyes have been blinded lest they believe and turn and be healed. They missed out on healing, on the healing of Christ because their hearts were hardened and they could not see who Jesus truly was. They were getting what they actually wanted. And in verse 42, we're told that many actually did believe in him, but they were afraid to confess it because of their social status. It would have been threatened. They were going to be put out of the synagogue. They were afraid of the Pharisees. And then comes this frightening descriptor of these people. It says that they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And that should cause us to tremble and to consider our own hearts. Are we afraid to proclaim Jesus? Are we afraid to confess that we believe because we are more worried about what people will say about us rather than believing what God says about us? Do we love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God? May it not be said of his people. So the heart of the people we see in John, in John chapter 12 is that they were hard-hearted, disbelieving, people-pleasing, Jesus-refusing people with hard hearts because they desired glory, but not the king of glory. They wanted glory, but they did not want the king of glory. But in verses 44 through 50, we get a glimpse of the heart of Christ. Let me just read this again because it's so important and so beautiful. It says, Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. So we get a glimpse of the heart of Christ here. The heart of Christ is for sinners. His heart is to save the lost, to give eternal life to the dying, and to do the will of his Father, which is to be a light so that people don't have to remain in the darkness and so that they can have eternal life. So Jesus didn't come to point fingers at the broken. He came to heal the broken. He didn't come to demean sinners, but to die for them. He didn't come to threaten those in darkness. He came to help them out of darkness so that they could come into the light where where there is life and hope and peace. Jesus meets the hard hearts of the people with his own tender-hearted pleas to believe because he wanted to save them. This was Jesus' manifesto. This was his closing argument. Jesus' closing argument was to say what God commanded him to speak, and that was to speak of eternal life, meaning Jesus before he was arrested, wrongfully convicted, beaten, humiliated, spit upon, tortured, suffocated, and killed, pleaded with his accusers to believe and be saved. He truly is a good king. Tuesday made it clear. Jesus came to save the world. 
and we have never seen a love like his. So today, this Tuesday of Holy Week, let me ask, is your heart hardened towards God? Because his heart towards you is tender. He desires to bring you out of darkness into the light. And Jesus, who is alive forevermore, invites you into eternal life by believing in him. And if you are a believer, this Tuesday, today, is a great day to pray that hearts would be softened towards Christ. So pray today that those that you love and do not believe would actually believe. Pray for your neighbors and and for the nations that the Lord would give hearts of flesh in place of hearts of stone. And that as we prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our King, that we would also get to celebrate the salvation of many around us to the praise of his glory and his grace. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you come to save, that you came to bring light into a dark place, and that you came to bring eternal life. So God, I ask that you would meet those with hard hearts in a special way today, that you would greet them with kindness that would lead them to repentance, and that you would give them tender hearts like the heart of Christ for them. And we pray, Lord, that you would do a work of salvation in our neighbors' lives, in our neighborhoods, and throughout the nations. We pray that this day, this Tuesday, that your closing argument would be, remember that you came to seek and to save that which was lost. You came to save the world. Help us to believe. Help us to have hearts like yours, Christ. You do more than we know how to ask or imagine. It's in Christ's name. Amen.